Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a delayed edition of the Zealand podcast. I'm Zealand. Reese is here again, the main editor for the YouTube channel, who I'm assuming you've met if you've listened to one of these podcasts before. And we're delaying this uh, only a couple of days. And we were delaying it for a very specific reason, because for the first time since he started working for me, Reese got a vacation. <laughs> Tremendously exciting. Um, here I have a question as somebody that hasn't had one in over a year. What was it like? Yeah, it was uh it was weird because with what we do there's no like, you know, you don't have, for example have like the weekend off, right? You know, it's it's 7 days a week. It's constantly just rolling and rolling. There is sort of no you lose your sense of a weekend and and that sort of thing or whatever, don't you? So, I think it was it was one of those, I sort of sat down, I was like, right, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And I think the first day was just sort of like an attempt to fix my sleeping pattern. So I literally did hardly anything. But in an interesting story, big news, um, I started my very first uh, FM21 save. So I played FM21 for the first time, Woo! which was very, yeah! very good. <laughs> I feel like no, nobody actually knows that. You just don't play FM. You just don't have the time. But yeah, it's it's the it's the big issue of time where did, everyone knows about FM, right? You know, you start your save and it can take like five, six hours to even get to your first game. And I think it's not really a game that I felt like was possible for me to oh, let me pick up and do 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. But now I've started, now I'm in, I can jump on and have a game or two or that sort of thing now. So what's good is now the ball's rolling. Um, I can, you know, make that, make those 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there and maybe make some progress on my season. Very happy with that. Who'd you start with? I started with um, Torpedo Moscow oh. in Russia. I don't know why I just made that noise. So I wanted to pretend you were a sellout, but I honestly know very little about the... I, I thought you were Torpedo Shudzina in Belarus. I was. We were about to have some strong words as to why you would <laughs> partake in Belarus without you know it being the appropriate Belarusian side. Well, I, uh, I I wanted a, a little bit of a challenge, and what was in the back of my head was you saying about the Russian league being a good place to start for your first ever save. You know, going like you know, like a strong team in Russia, for example. Um, I've I've heard you say that a good few times. Who is it you say to say it? Uh... I don't. That, that's not something I say. Do you even listen? God. It is. It is. You say to go. Uh, who's the Who's the best team in Russia? I. I don't even know. There isn't. It's it's either it's, it's probably Seska Moscow. Oh, I was. I'm thinking of the wrong league. Then I was you thinking are. you said there's a there's a team in uh, Russia who like dominate every year or something and go them because you know you're going to dominate the league and play Champions League, whatever. No. But anyway, I thought I'd go Dynamo Russia, Zagreb. go second tier. Dynamo, Dynamo Zagreb. Zagreb in Croatia. That's who I was thinking of. Geography yeah, is annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, uh, don't 1v1 me and flags, I will lose, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, anyway, Russia, you know, got countries mixed up, big blah. I was really happy about it because I've really enjoyed being that team. I've never heard of them before, didn't know they existed, and now I love them. So there we go. Yeah, I always say Russia is one of the most entertaining leagues because it's inc there's a ton of parody. There are yeah. so many teams that can win from from Krasnodar to, to even Ruben Kazan, Obviously, of Zenit, uh, Seska Moscow. There's at least three teams that I'm completely forgetting, but they're all uh, Dynamo. Uh, Dynamo Moscow is one of them. Uh, that they all have a chance to win the league. They've all won the league in like the past 15 years, and so it's very, very tight. You get into that top league, it's a huge, 
huge jump monetarily not quality wise for some reason because they have so many russian players in the first team as a rule but monetarily that was definitely something really hard to get used to the uh having to have so many russian players like i think i was only allowed three foreign players in total um and i only found that out after signing one foreign player who wasn't really that great so yeah <laughs> learned the hard way well you that's a waste get him out of there you don't need it <laughs> Get rid. And I'll be on. Uh, and here we are. We've got Reese on the next episode of Saving Saves as he's failing. <laughs> we start the next Saving Saves with Reese, the editor. This, this is the actual Reese. There was a poser that was named Reese. I mean, poser is a great guy. Also a poser. And he was in the Hampions League final, which was actually on stream the day before we're recording this. Which was which wow. was fun. Confused a ton of people. The poor guy had people asking how it was like editing for the channel nonstop. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. How did I miss that, Zealand? This is your fault. The Hampions League? Did you even play in yeah. the Hampions League? No, I don't. I, I, I as I said again, I, I sort of I always avoid signing up for those sort of things on the basis that I'd be worried I wouldn't be able to turn up and then I'd be that guy, you know. <laughs> oh, how dare you? Yeah, for those who don't know, the Hampions League is this. If you're a subscriber on the Twitch, then in the Discord, there's a, we, we set up a, a big football manager tournament. If you make it to the final, we stream the final at the start of a stream. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and the winner was Imperator. Weirdly enough, the dude that made a final and lost the previous season, he came back and actually won it this time. Well, while you were on vacation, you know, diddling about, we, we cleared 92,000 subscribers on YouTube. And Crazy. we are we're getting closer to the 100k which i'm not a big milestone guy you know this i mean i'm not the person that yeah. tweets out like we hit 51,500 subscribers you know because that's not uh that doesn't dictate how many people care that doesn't dictate how good your videos are at the time or how much you're improving or anything but it is an interesting conversation that we just started to have then I, I almost cut off because i wanted to get it on the air about the youtube algorithm and what we've seen recently is we currently have had more views in the last 28 days than we've ever had before. It's 1.2 million. I actually, maybe it peaked at 1.3 at a point recently, but that's that's not the point of this long sentence. But the, the subscriber numbers have gone way down, which means YouTube's recommending us to far fewer people that we don't know, essentially. And you had a, an interesting theory on this. It's always a mystery because no one can pin the tail on the YouTube algorithm, but... What was your your thought process? Because I want to talk about it. So the the thing is, like, it's really outlandish. But I, for some reason, in my head, the way my head was doing it is like with that hundred k being like a like an actual, you know, a milestone where YouTube are going to give you something sort of thing. For some reason, my head was like, oh, as you get closer to that one hundred k, it gets sort of more difficult. I feel like I see a lot of people close to a hundred k and a lot of people way past the hundred k, but I never seem to see anybody around that sort of like bang on a hundred k or whatever. Um, and for some reason, my brain was working it out as you know as we're getting closer to 100k it's harder to sort of like get those subs and i feel like now i'm saying it it, it makes a lot less sense as i say it than it did <laughs> as i was convinced about it um i, wasn't I just feel like it, it seems harder right I, it, it's, it just it does seem harder right now it's weird based off what i know about the way that you know the subscriber number has fluctuated and thank you to everybody that is subscribed to the youtube channel obviously that's why we made this podcast because there's so many of you but it's like if you wanted more subscribers you just had to get 
a higher click-through rate, which is more people that want to watch your videos, right? And then click on it. And then more views, just in general. And the more you did that, the more YouTube would recommend your stuff. And so it's interesting. I feel like we might have entered some realm where we're in a different... We're, we're dealing with a different situation uh, in terms of how to get new subscribers to the channel. Uh, because on YouTube, the, the goal is to always... You want to make sure that everybody that's already there is happy. But you want to always be meeting new people because the more new people you meet the more cool things you're going to be able to do uh right and I, i'm not just talking about like cool things for you know reese and i i'm talking like the more uh, a year ago we could have never imagined doing data analysis on player development and being able to afford things like the the region face pack and those sorts of things like that's the sort of cool stuff i'm talking about that we're able to do and so the, you're always thinking about ways to get new subscribers. Not in like cheesy ways. I say I should say earn. Ways to earn new subscribers. So yeah. I'm, I'm reevaluating what I know about the YouTube algorithm. And I'll continue to do so uh, while we take this break that I forgot to pitch to two minutes ago. Yay! We're back in the Zealand podcast. And key key takeaway from the discussion of the YouTube algorithm is the guy that just owns it, which is Mr. Beast, right? And we're not trying to do the same thing as, as Mr. Beast, even though I had one of his burgers last night, weirdly enough. Uh, it was it was above average, which I was kind of surprised. They deliver in Syracuse now. And Magical. Yeah, it was it was a rock, <laughs> so, rock solid burger. I give full credit to the burger. And he is... I think widely considered like an expert on the YouTube algorithms, fastest growing, you know, top 10 fastest growing YouTube channels in the world. He, he owns like three of them. And we're not trying to do the same thing, but he, he backed a book. I didn't quite understand. We, we talked during the break. <gasps> he backed a book. Reese, what were you talking about? So I, I was literally scrolling through Twitter as you do. And I seen somebody post saying like, ah, I can't wait for this to come out or whatever. And it was a book called the YouTube algorithm. And I'm always interested in books like that. But the bottom line is if you go on Amazon or something like that, there's lists and lists and lists of books of people claiming to, you know, I know how to like how the algorithm works and stuff like that. But this one was backed by Mr. Beast, which really sort of like sparked an interest for me. And uh, it's not written by Mr. Beast. I, I can't recall the, the name of the guy who does write it, but what was interesting to me is Mr. Beast actually writes the opening to it and obviously says, listen, this is the book to read. And I thought that was a really interesting thing. And obviously I've gone ahead and pre-ordered it because I, I've not really thought about like, you know, a, an actual book explaining this sort of thing. And, you know, it goes to show that hopefully... Um, it's going to include a lot of information that could be obviously super, super useful to what we were just talking about in terms of reaching that larger audience to be able to do bigger and better things, right? That's well, always the goal. He's an excellent marketer too. And so it'll be interesting to see what like you're able to glean from, from that book. And he's another person. He's, he's somebody that talks about the amount of time it takes dedicated to YouTube. And I've had a lot of questions recently uh, where people either don't know I'm in school while while doing all this or there you go well well how do you how do you do it what are you what are you doing with with the school stuff and this is the Zealand podcast so I suppose I I suppose I should talk about myself for the first time uh I am going to share like a daily schedule from like one of my days during the week I, I think an appropriate day would be 
uh, perhaps a a Thursday. So my goal was uh, thoughts. I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to see exactly how the the day of Zealand's broken down. But I'll I'll come back in. I'll let you I'll let you roll. Explain the day, and I'll come back in. There's an air of uncertainty in that. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Thursday because I wanted I wanted to do all the streams during the week because when I stream on a day, I really don't want to film a YouTube video on the same day. That's typically like that's how I feel about it. So if I stream on a day, I really don't want to film a YouTube video on the same day. It just doesn't feel right. Um, well, it, not, it's not that it doesn't feel right. It's just I, I physically can't. I'm either I'm either in front of the camera with the lights on filming a video or I'm in front of the camera filming uh, for streaming. And so I wanted to fit all of the streams in during the week, which was Monday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, Friday afternoon. So actually after we after we record this podcast, I'm going to make a sandwich, record 20 good minutes with Ben, and then stream. Thursday is the other... The, I don't have a fourth afternoon open. I don't have a fourth evening open that's early enough for, to be, for it to be reasonable for anybody. What I did have was Thursday morning. And so I wake up at 7 a.m. on Thursday. This is the middle stretch of three consecutive days that I wake up at 7 a.m. for an 8 a.m. class on Wednesday and an 8 a.m. class on Friday, which was canceled today, which has been an absolute blessing. Even though I feel like that goes against my the, the tuition. Anyway, like, I'm paying to be in that <laughs> class. But I wake up at 7 a.m., take a shower, brush my teeth, shave if I have to, which, let's be honest, most of the time I don't. Do some yoga, eat breakfast, do a vocal warm-up, and turn on the stream at 8, which is usually about 8.15, because I'll, like, roll around for 15 minutes, and it's timed out, like, absolutely mechanically. I get off the stream... Right, so you stream for four hours, you have a lot of time, you're running, you're screaming, you're sweating, you're winning matches, you're losing matches, whatever. And then the stream ends, I grab my backpack, right? I grab a snack, because usually I can't, like, make a full meal or eat a full meal, so I grab some peanuts or something. I walk to my calm law class, which I've the night before, I've had to check my readings for. Let's be honest, I don't do them, but I, I, I look at them. My readings for com law. I go to I go to the communications law class, right? I present my case that I had to read up on. I then get lunch during the break in that class. It, oh, bless America! An alarm set. That was when you see when a class was scheduled. So right now it's uh it's twelve. <laughs> it's twelve, and I was so excited that the class was canceled that I set my alarm to wake up for twelve. <laughs> just just in case I was able to sleep that long. So I do com law. I get I get out of com law. So that's that's 12:30. So if you stream for 4 hours, that's 8:10 to to 12:10. And then you're essentially just getting out of the chair walking to class. Then we're in com law from 12:30 to 3:15 and this isn't just, you know, sitting there it's you're in class for 3 hours. And then when I get out of com law, I walk straight from com law to the studio because I'm, also, I'm a teacher's assistant, which means on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have to help the seniors at Syracuse produce a newscast. I am the live shot person. So I, I go to the studio once I get out of com law. I get together the live camera. Uh, like It's like an iPad, a tripod. And there's all this different stuff so that you can stream it back to the control room, right? I get the weatherman out into the field, we set it all up. I call into the the production uh, the production deck 
and then you know they we do their audio tests whatever we do two shows in the studio and i get out at 5 15 5 30 and then usually i get out at 5 15 5 30 record a video which totally depending on the video some videos take half an hour to do because they're just you reacting to something or something that you've mapped out a ton before or if it's like one of those tests you gotta sit down we gotta take a couple hours right you gotta take a couple hours to get an understanding of what i'm talking about get it scripted out get ready to talk about it then actually talk about it then go film an intro separately somewhere i eat dinner usually it's after the studio session i'll grab dinner on the way home watch one episode of house md which i'm binging right now and then get into like the filming the video part and it's at that point that i then i usually spend the rest of the evening because i after i do a stream i have to take a live thumbnail Right, so I, t I have to take the live thumbnail, send it into the thumbnail guy, Elizak. Right? And then I get it back. I'll, I'll type up a few titles and descriptions. I call it packaging a video. For past lives, I'll, I'll get those scheduled to go out. Right? Get those thumbnails in. Then I'll I'll take... And, and this is the sort of stuff you have to agonize over for quite some time. But I'll package uh, an actual YouTube video. What's the right title? What's the right description? You know, what what do people need to know? Get the thumbnail for that review and edit sometimes too throughout the rest of of that evening and then wake up at 7 a.m and do it do, do most of that again the next day until yeah the weekend is when i handle usually like podcast stuff and interviews and meetings like the data and analysts plural that are currently working for me I'll handle that on the weekend what, what i find is i usually i'm just like i'm free saturday or sunday podcast interview boom saturday or sunday like i, I just schedule the slate of things that i have to do on saturday or sunday but those days are nice because of, you don't have any streams which while i love doing they eat up a big chunk of the day and you don't feel like doing anything afterwards so if you want to be productive you probably shouldn't stream on that day but that's that's a full one day i essentially do the same thing on wednesday um i have a class then a stream then a class and get out of that at eight on Tuesday, I have nine hours of being a teacher assistant because I basically had to stack all of that up on one day. It's why I don't stream on Tuesday. And on Monday, I have an 8 a.m. too. So I wake up at 7 a.m., go do that, get out at 11.30, stream. Uh, and then I actually have Monday evenings are pretty nice because I have like an open space that I'm usually not recording a YouTube video. And I, I, I relax on Mondays, but that that's it. People were wondering what my time management looks like. That's it. I'm done talking. And... The the other thing as well is, um, you know, and sometimes within that schedule, you have to fit your broadcasting in too, right? Like oh, oh well, yeah. Then on top of that, on top of that, the last weekend, I had four broadcasts in three days. So I was on ACC Network for volleyball on Friday, two softballs on Saturday, and a men's soccer on Sunday, which means I got to prepare game sheets. I've got to interview both the coaches. I've got to... Uh, do a couple hours of research on each team, which we're talking about six teams because the softball games on Saturday were the same two teams, two different times. So once the broadcasting gets in, that's when the life gets really insane. It's why I had to cancel one stream last week. Because I'm barely able to fit it all in when I don't have the broadcasting. When the broadcast, if I have one or two games, that's one thing. But once we started to get to three or four, I was like, okay. Like I was, I, I it was one of those things where even if I had no 
YouTubing or streaming going on, I still couldn't make all the coaching interviews because they started, there were so many of them, they started to end up at the same time. Because coaches are usually there, you know, nine to five. And so they'd be like, oh, uh, 12 to one. And so I had to have them record one coach's interview so that I could watch it back later. And you're doing all that, you know, while you're you're in school and you got homework outside of school, live labs in the morning, um, which is where you got to show up at 8 a.m. One of my 8 a.m. classes is usually a live lab where you show up and you have to basically do one of those live hits like a reporter. Like, we go now to Zealand in the field, you know, <laughs> and, you, and you have to have all the facts down and be like, yeah, there's a milk shortage in Powtucket, you know, like <laughs> one of those things. And you have to look good, sound good, have a quick vosad edited which is like you know uh your voice over over a few images a couple of quotes from from people that are really concerned about the milk shortage and pawtucket and that sort of stuff uh so i mean it's a it's it's a lot but the thing is i did it last semester and i did it with an extra class i was in one more class last semester so i guess i'm really taking it easy right now do, do you feel like um this is something that you know is becoming sort of normal for you as in like you're just like does it do you feel the pressure do you feel like sort of how much stuff is going on or are you just sort of like going 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 and it's just becoming a bit normal for you really i feel like i am getting a master's in broadcast and digital journalism and a phd in time management because <laughs> yeah. if i if i do not do what i've set out to do on a particular day then everything is ruined. Like if I do not send out, like, like I just get super tired at the end of the day and the last thing I'm on to-do list is to send out this picture for a thumbnail. If I don't do that, everything falls behind. You know, or if I don't get a video to you 48 hours before it's due, right? Which is then 48 hours before it's supposed to come out. It's a very clockwork kind of machine. If I don't do that, everything falls apart. Yeah, so and actually- And the only way it, I can it, do that is by like, you know having it budgeted like i know this is going to take an hour but i can't sit here and get distracted by youtube for 30 minutes or i won't be able to finish it you know yeah and it's it's becoming sort of used to being strict with yourself sort of thing on that and i think that's something that i think what what's what's interesting to me is obviously i've known you for like a year now right and i think it's it's interesting for me seeing that development too um and obviously you've always been you've always been a straight head forward just get on get on get on get on sort of thing but um seeing that sort of development over over the year has been super super interesting in terms of how i, I feel like you're taking more and more on sort of thing and as i say that list doesn't include a lot of other things like you know having to sit there and think and come up with ideas because you know we're in the idea business right like yeah th these videos don't just appear there's not just sort of like oh so these are the videos we're doing thanks for that next 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 you know like tv shows for example you You've got to write the script come up with the idea for the story you've got to, you know all these sort of things that all go into that time that you've just explained too and all that sort of happens i guess on the walks in during between class. places and, uh, during class yeah. i do a lot of, like i'll usually on my to-do list will be answer all my dms for twitter today uh and yeah. i'll just do that during class and i mean i do it during like classes like calm law where after i've presented my case you know like i know i'm not going to be a lawyer and I know I'm not going to be a journalist, like I'm going to be a sports broadcaster. I mean, it's and I can say that with confidence, because if I really wanted to, I could just sit there and, and make YouTube videos and do Twitch and make a very comfortable living in a very uh, like I, I don't have to worry about 
doing something to feed the family. One, I don't have a family, right? And two, uh, part of my my ha my hobby, my passion, has now started to make enough money that that's just not something that is concerned, even as aggressively as I attempt to reinvest it in hiring an insane amount of people to to work on. And we have three editors around the channel now, you know, and a thumbnail guy and two data analysts. It's like I really love throwing money at people, but <laughs> I don't have to take a job as the local news reporter in Pawtucket because I just don't have to and I don't want to. And so I know that in calm law, I'm never going to be in serious danger of being arrested for libel charges, which is what's the idea of calm law. So I'll sit in calm law and I'm paying attention, you know, because I do find the cases interesting, but I'll also be answering my Twitter messages or scripting a video or something in the back of my computer. For sure. Yeah. That And that's that. We, you, we were supposed to do two breaks, Reese. How did I let this well, happen? Well, it was a very interesting, uh, interesting section, you know, that break, the break, we can go into a break now. We could do it. All right, let's do it. Break! <laughs> back from our incredibly well-timed second break to say that the goal now is to do four videos a week by the way alternating between i all and sam doing the fourth video and after reese's vacation we're now going to be doing videos ahead of schedule which is just uncomfortable for everybody involved because we're so used to getting a video done an hour before it's supposed to come out <laughs> are you excited for for that future then yeah, for sure. I think the the super important thing for me is I was so heavily headfirst invested in the fact that, you know, it was just go, go, go all the time. And I forgot about sort of sleeping pattern or life. And with the whole pandemic thing going on, it was very easy to forget about the, all that. Right. But um, now that things are starting to sort of semi come back to normal, I think having that sort of routine is going to be it'd be great. And I think it would be it'd be great for all of us. Right. And the, the one other thing I did want to uh, also note as well is I just wanted to give a big shout out to Isle and Sam who um, covered me for that week. It was much appreciated. And there were it was absolutely brilliant it was very very good for me to be able to watch a couple of videos as a fan again right you know just sit down watch the video not know like what, what's going to happen or what it's going to look like and uh yeah big shout out to them too it is their you know is their job and they're also, <laughs> they're yeah. also yeah 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 they're also they're also uh very good at what they do where they they wouldn't be doing it we only hire the best in zealand corp which is actually <laughs> incorporated now like I, I can't remember what I made it. I think it's not the fake Zealand LLC or something, but there's an actual corporation that the money runs through now, which is um, correct for uh, tax purposes, I, I think. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I'm happy Beautiful. we're back on the horse. It's great to have you back, Reese. And we will be uh, back making videos. And this uh, the next podcast is going to be out on time. I can promise you. I'll see you then, Reese. See you later, man.